And now, it's time to catch up with the week's events as HCR 104FM presents the omnibus edition of Huntsford. Oh, wow, Mario. I can't believe we're really in Venice Beach. This place is unreal. And what's that line from The Wizard of Oz? I've got a feeling we're not in Huntsford anymore. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you don't get many girls rollerblading down Huntsford High Street wearing a thong. And that's a real shame. Sam, maybe you can do something about it. Only in warmer weather, of course. Oh, you've got to be kidding. I can't skate. I'm way too fat for a thong. You are so not fat. You've got a stunning figure. Thanks, but I feel proper porky compared with these skinny skaters. Listen to me. You're the most beautiful girl on Venice Beach. Forget these wannabes and even the actual stars we've spotted. You're the real deal. Oh, you're sweet. But we both know I'm just a hairdresser from a little town in Middle England. Who also happens to be a superb singer. I'll never forget your performance at our wedding in that black leather dress. <laughs> Whatever. I reckon we'll see what real talent looks like when we check out that open mic night at the Rainbow Bar later on. Maybe. Well, let's see. Anyway, apart from your ridiculous body hang-ups, how are you enjoying your honeymoon so far? Oh, Mario, it's perfect. I don't even care that we couldn't get tickets for Coachella. I'm here with you in California. It doesn't get any better than that. Well, not unless you get discovered by a Hollywood talent spotter. Oh, <laughs> dream on, babe. If only our mates in Huntsford could see us now. They'd be well, Joe. There's not much food left, Carmela. Your healthy snacks clearly went down a treat for the cyclists. Oh, you could say that, Laura. They were like a plague of locusts. I swear one guy scoffed five superfood flapjacks and my vegan brownies were just gone in minutes. I imagine Bob munched a few. He had to get all that energy from somewhere. Oh, you're telling me? I still can't believe he won the elite race. I'm sorry you missed the dramatic dash for the finish line. It was real Tour de France stuff. You should have seen Raymond's face when Bob blitzed past him. <laughs> I imagine he wasn't impressed. Absolutely not. He'd been leading from the start and I guess he thought the race was in the bag. But then Bob overtook him, closely followed by Doreen. <laughs> oh my goodness! Huntsford's self-proclaimed health and fitness guru beaten into third place in the elite race by a beer-swilling car mechanic and a nightclub singer. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to take some living down. Yeah, but, you know, it's Raymond's own fault. He shouldn't big himself up in the first place. I agree. He ought to take a leaf out of Vicky's book and under-promise, then over-deliver. Exactly. She was terrified she wouldn't even make it to the end. Then what does she do? Only goes and wins the longest of the novice races. It was a great result, wasn't it? I hope it gives her a confidence boost. Oh, me too. Life hasn't always been kind to Vicky, but what with this win and our catering business going so well, maybe she'll realise that things are looking up at last. I hope so. I always thought that woman deserved a break. There you are, Vicky. White wine spritzer. Thanks, Adam. So what have you got to report? Okay, I'm, I did as you suggested, and I asked my friend Kate if I could see the visitor's book for the pop-up restaurant in Cambridge. And what did you find? Honestly, you couldn't make this up. 
Alistair signed the book. He doesn't have an evil twin. It was him all along. Cozying up with another woman. I suspected as much. How stupid can you get? What sort of man cheats on his partner, then signs a visitor's book to prove where he's been? An arrogant man who thinks he'll never get caught? Well, clearly he doesn't realise what a small world it is around here. Precisely. The question is, do we tell Chantel? You were there. Are you sure he was cheating? Could this woman just be a friend? No chance. You know he's all over Chantel when he's with her. Ugh, don't remind me. Well, he was like that with this other woman on the way out. Couldn't keep his hands off her. Maybe because she paid for his dinner. That settles it. We've got to tell her. I agree. Chantel deserves to know the truth. She's been through enough in her life without this lowlife making a fool of her. Exactly. But we need to pick our moment carefully so we don't hurt her too badly. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that, Adam. Hello, Fiona. Large cappuccino and toasted cheese panini? Oh, no thank you, Vicky. I've given up caffeine. I'd like a large green smoothie, please. I thought that would have made you sick. Oh, it would have done once, Carmela, but I'm beyond morning sickness now. Oh, that must be a relief. Oh, it is. But now I need to concentrate on building up my strength and getting the best possible nutrients flowing through to my baby. So, shall I get you one of our superfood salads? Oh, no thanks. I'll have a tuna, peanut butter and lettuce sandwich, please. <laughs> tuna, peanut butter and lettuce. Are you sure? Absolutely. I do crave these rather odd combinations, but my doctor says it's beneficial. It's actually my body telling me which nutrients the baby needs. So how about one of my no-sugar fruit flapjacks for dessert? Oh, absolutely not. But they're super healthy. Well, maybe, Vicky, but I must watch my calorie intake. I don't want an obese baby. Why don't you go and sit down, Fiona? Vicky will bring your food over. Oh, thanks, Carmela. Too much standing isn't good for baby. Honestly, when I was pregnant with Darren, the doctor gave me iron pills, told me not to smoke, and that was it. I just carried on as normal. Well, same with me when I was expecting Mario, except Mum kept reminding me to eat for two. Fiona's turned into a right mumzilla, hasn't she? She certainly has. Goodness knows what she'll be like once the baby's born. Pass those laggers, will you, Trevor? I'm coming up, boss. Ah, oh, that's late ale, no lager. Oh, sorry, Duncan. I'll go back down and get the lagers. Oh, Denny, you bother, right? Tommy, bring us up a crate of lager when you're done changing those barrels, eh? I'll go get the mixers. Look, they're already done. Just you get the glasses out the dishwasher. There's the lagers, Dad. Oh, thanks, Tom. Oh, sorry, boss. They just slipped out my hands. Oh, mate, what's up with you the day? You can't do a thing, right? Sorry, boss. I'm just so worried about our court case. What? You and Doreen? So they're actually going to prosecute? Yes. The case should come to court soon. And it's freaking me out. 
Well, you've no need to worry. You're only a witness. <laughs> it's a lot worse when you're a defendant. Don't you even go there, Tom. That's all in the past for you. I know. It's never going to happen again, so, so don't go on at me. I'm sorry, boss, for being rubbish. Oh, don't worry, mate. Look, why don't you go upstairs and just take a break, right? I'll call you when we get busy. Oh, thanks, boss. And don't worry about that court case either, right? Whatever happens, we're both here for you and Doreen. Oh, oh, that was a great meal, Judy. I'm so full I can hardly move. I'm glad you enjoyed it, darling. Oh, your steak and kidney pie is the best. Well, Bob, come here. I've got something else you might like. Oh, sounds tempting. Oh, it is. Budge over then. Right, well, look, I've been checking out some holidays. Holidays? Oh, it's not that warm yet. Well, yes, it is in the West Indies. West Indies. Now look at this hotel in Barbados. It's right on the beach and it's great value, Dee. Oh, why fly all that way just to go to the seaside? I'm not keen on flying. Well, what about Tenerife then? It'll be warm there and the flights are much shorter. Right, well look at this hotel. It is so luxurious. And it's dead cheap because it's not school holidays. Judy, I've just spent a ton of money on this house. I can't afford to go abroad. Well, in that case, what about a romantic mini-break in the UK, then? There are some gorgeous hotels in the Cotswolds. Judy, listen. Look at that huge bed in the Emperor's Suite. Oh, and they've got a pool and a spa. The, the thing is... Well, and they offer massages and treatments. Everything's there. And if the weather's bad, we don't even have to leave the hotel. It'll be so romantic. Judy, I'm not ready for a couple's holiday, all right? Well, well, I see. Look, I really like you. I just need more time with you at home. Well, if you say so. Look, you made this house into a little palace. You're cooking far better than some posh hotel. And we can have more fun in our new shower than in a hotel suite. Okay, I get it. I suppose I'll just have to be patient. Season 5, episode 35 was written by Felicity Radcliffe and 36, Helen Cooley. Sam was played by Chloe Fagan-Webb, Mario Tony Irving, Carmela Fee Fish, Laura Carol Hooper, Adam Steve Kay, Vicky Elaine Lambdin, Fiona Angie Pike, Duncan John McCusker, Trevor Neil Arthur, Tommy Pete Warman, Judy Sonia Anderson and Bob Roger Ems. Post-production engineer Sue Rodwell-Smith. Sounds, Wavelength Sound Library and freesound.org. Huntsford's theme tune was composed by Nick Thompson. Produced and directed by Sue Rodwell-Smith, Huntsford was brought to you by Wavelength Productions and recorded in Huntingdon, Cambridgeshire.